stuff so i woke up and my wife was like we have a list of things to do today do list yep so how about you you uh you got a little uh, good news yeah yeah i labored as well uh, me and my wife just recently bought a house in the west jones area and before we move in we're doing some things to the inside of the house and also to the outside i've been digging up roots of trees cutting down bushes doing a whole lot of I would say nothing, but just kind of little small things around the house to get it get it ready for us to move in and get the yard looking kind of the way I want it. It's just it's a really really great house, a really great front yard, backyard, all that. Just kind of doing a few things that, that I want to do to the to the yard outside before we uh, move in. So yeah, I labor too. Yeah, it's fun stuff when you're getting your house. You know, we got ours last year. It's fun being able to now decorate. It's my turn. Yeah, decorate it the way you want it. You'll be fired. It's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Welcome to Sports 601 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. Uh, I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports for Sports 601 and the Laurel Impact in Jasper, Jones-Smith, and Wayne County. And to my 12 o'clock is my co-host who covers sports for Sports601.com and the Hattiesburg Impact in Forest, Lamar, and Covington County, Kevin Lindsay. Well, Kevin, I want to know, how did you do on your predictions for week two? I did pretty good. Pretty good. I got burned by a couple of teams. But overall, I finished eight and four, which is solid. How about you? I went six and two. Today, I'm very proud of myself. I bet Thank you're you. proud. Thank you. Yes. Very proud of myself. Six and two. We'll talk about those two games that uh, I was wrong on and why I was wrong uh, when we get into our kind of review of week two. Uh, we'll kind of start with Thursday night. You had uh, Taylorsville and Raleigh, a Smith County rivalry matchup. Uh, Taylorsville won that game 36-8. Both of us were at that game. I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts on, on that game. That game, the score does not say how that game went, in my opinion. You had True. Taylorsville come out, and they had two straight turnovers, two Takis interceptions right off the bat. Raleigh goes up eight. They, uh, you know, they they did what they got to do. What was impressive was how Raleigh scored that first touchdown of the game. Little flutter balls. Yeah, right. uh, I call them rainbows. Yeah, they were like third and ten or third and fifteen, and they just throw this lob like just. 
a dying duck. Yeah. The only thing I can I can describe it as a little wobbly ball that goes, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field and there's a one-on-one and, and Raleigh's receivers would just jump up, catch the ball, extend the drive, and before you know it, Raleigh was up eight to zero and you're kind of thinking to yourself, you know, oh boy. This could go wrong in a hurry. But oh boy, (laughs) did it ever. It did. It kind of flopped. Taylorsville kind of took off with that game and eventually won 36 to 8. Did the Taylorsville things, running, passing the ball, and uh, eventually beat Raleigh. 36 to 8 on Thursday night. Uh, We'll talk about Juco later on. Uh, Let's get into Friday night. I had the game of the week, would yeah. you say? Yeah, well, obviously, if you have the jug, you have the yes. game. <laughs> <laughs> this was a game that I was wrong in. And we kind of talked about last week how Hattiesburg has kind of won this regular season rivalry matchup five years in a row. And, and, and I said that even though I felt like Laurel could win, I, I said until Laurel proves to me that they can win this game in the regular season, because they've beaten Hattiesburg in this last five years – but they would do it in the playoffs. Right. Never could win this game in the regular season. And before I picked them, I wanted them to prove to me that they could win this matchup in the regular season. And that's what they did. Hattiesburg came out on – or Laurel came out on top, 35-19. Uh, the jug is sitting in Breland's office, freshly painted. Uh, so – He's just sitting in the office, just staring at it. <laughs> just admiring it. So, you know, shout-out to Laurel for bringing the jug back to Laurel area. It was a very good game. Uh, and the score kind of is kind of deceptive. It, it Laurel seemed like they kind of dominated this game, but you would wake up a few times in that game and, and it was a lot closer than than you kind of the score would be a lot closer than than maybe you thought it should be after watching the game. Because like I said, Laurel kind of dominated this game throughout. But there was a couple times, a couple scores for Hattiesburg where they were seeming like they was inching closer to Laurel. Uh, but Laurel in, in the end pulled out on top 35 to 19. Other games in the area you had West Jones thumping Northeast Jones 42-7. to All 42 points for West Jones came in that first half. Wow. Uh, so, a good win, a good rivalry win for West Jones and the Mustangs. Bay Springs defeated Forest 36-19. South Jones wins their first game of the season. Got to beat Northeast Lauderdale 28-21. to This was the second game of the two that I missed. Uh, I picked Northeast Lauderdale to win this game by 13, and South Jones proved me wrong. Hey, I don't mind that. <laughs> Always good when teams in our area pull out a victory. You had Stringer over Clarkdale, uh, 35 to 10. Stringer getting their first win of the season. Civil Bay drops to 0-2. They fall to Wayne Academy, 25 to 14. And then you had Mize defeating Mount Olive, another rivalry game, 27 to zero. And then Quitman defeated Heidelberg. 23-6. Let's talk about your Friday night games. Right. So, my Friday night was spent at Oak Grove. Uh, Oak Grove opened up their season. So, it's really week two, but it's week one for them. They opened up their season with Wayne County. Uh, I talked a little bit about this last week. 
thought Oak Grove was deeper, and I think it showed. Uh, now, I will say, man, Wayne County was a scrappy, scrappy team, and they didn't give up to the very end. But Oak Grove, kind of like your game with Laurel and, and uh, Hattiesburg, Oak Grove jumped out quick. Mm-hmm. They scored 15 points. They got a two-point conversion on some trickery, and they jumped out. And because of Wayne County, because of the style of ball they play, they want to be that team that kind of controls the pace and controls the tempo. But, right. but Oak Grove jumped out. And there was a point where Wayne County, they were getting close. Mm-hmm. They had pulled in, I want to say, to eight to ten points, somewhere along in there. And uh, Kyle he challenged his offense, and specifically the offensive line and running backs. And, man, Nick Millsap, there was, there was a play. They're driving in Wayne County's territory, and he burst up through the middle, uh, gets hit, gets hit again, still bouncing off people. Helmet flies off. He spins around. He immediately gets up. He's pumped. He's pumping up the sidelines, pumping up the, the crowd. And it's just like all the air just sucked away from Wayne County. Mm. Millsap went in, scored, and that kind of sealed the deal there. Uh, so good win for Causey and, and his bunch. Also, on the night, the games that I, weren't, that I was not at, uh, Pedal took care of Harrison Central 21-7. to That went about how I thought it would go. Pedal beat them to death with the run game. Uh, again, the jug. That was one of my picks that I got wrong. I was pulling for Hattiesburg, hoping they'd have a little fire in their bellies. But like you said, all just kind of took over quick and never let up. Uh, Resurrection Catholic defeated North Forest by one point. Mm. Man, so close. So close to getting that first win. Uh, Seminary Stone, that was a good game. Uh, Coach Riles, he was pumped up about that, about them taking down a 4A opponent their second week in a row they've been able to do that. Uh, Seminary, uh, or I'm sorry, first time they're facing another 4A opponent this Friday night. Uh, but Seminary took out Stone. Uh, St. Patrick dominated Sacred Heart. Then you had Bay over Purvis. Then you had the other game that I was dead wrong about. Uh, Jeff Davis County, Jefferson Davis County took care of Collins 36-14. Uh, that's a team that you're going to see this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, it's surprising. Like, I, I really thought that this game would be a, a lot closer than it was but Jefferson Davis County took care of business. Uh, then you had Summerall. They defeated Wesson 30-6. Then you had, uh, obviously, Myers and Mount Olive. Uh, you talked about that game. Mm-hmm. Then you had Lamar. They took care of Prentice Christian, and Prentice Christian scored 30 points in the fourth wow. quarter. Still, still lost, still game. lost that game, fifty-one to forty-three. <laughs> then you had Pat Christian defeat Forest County AG thirty-eight to fourteen. So that was my Friday night. Um, not too big a surprise uh, in, in any of my area, but you know probably the biggest one was the the Jeff Davis Collins being as lopsided as it was. Well, let's talk about Jeff Davis County a little bit more because they will travel to Taylorsville Thursday night, which is where I'll be. And uh, take on the two A uh, South State champs. Uh, can I talk about this game? How, how do you see it going down? This is one of those games that it's going to be a knockdown, drag out game. Taylorsville, they're going to spread it around. Uh, I know, you know, their running back had three touchdowns and Ty had an off game, but, you know, he's going to want to rebound. He's going to want to show off what he can do. But then you got the Lance Mancuso machine in Jefferson Davis, formerly Bassfield. So, you know, I think it was it was Thursday night in the coaching circle, the player huddle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Evans, he immediately – 
talked about Jefferson Davis County and, and talked them up. There was nothing bad said about JDC. He talked them up and talked about how, how good of a squad that they were. So that's going to be a fun game. I actually got Jeff Davis County winning this game, um, shocking Taylorsville. I, I just – I think uh, – that game with the Collins was very telling to me because I, I Taylorsville's a better team than Collins, I think, yeah. um, but not by much. Right. I think both of those two teams are going to be your top teams in the South in 2A by the time it's all said and done. Uh, and for Jeff Davis County to beat Collins the way they did, I just I, I believe that with Taylorsville, it's probably going to be a little bit closer game, but I, I got a feeling that Jeff Davis is going to win this game. Yeah, I, I I could I could see it. It wouldn't surprise me if either one of these teams win, and I think it'd be a close game. Friday night, I'll be at Wayne County as the War Eagles take on Laurel. This is another very interesting matchup. These two teams are, are, are rivals, and they used to be in the same region, Region Three Five A. And every year, it was this game in region play that would pretty much decide who won the region title. Right, and now that. Wayne County has moved to that coastal region with Hattiesburg and the coast teams. Uh, the only time that these two teams have been able to meet in these past two years have been if they meet in the playoffs. And they did last year. Laurel won that game. I believe Laurel's won the last two meetings between the two. But this game is, is, like I said, it's always been a really good, interesting game to watch. It's always been a close one. Uh, it's very hard to pick this game in the past. Although this year, I think Laurel is, is probably the better team of the two. So I expect Laurel to win this game. But uh, still, when these two teams meet up, it's always fun to watch. Uh, it's a re- very good rivalry game in our area. And uh, that's where I will be Friday night. Uh, where will you be Friday night? I will be at Summerall at Seminary. I talked to Coach Riles yesterday. I went out there to get my player of the week, Jordan Barrett. And he was he was excited about this game. This is another 4A team I mentioned earlier. You know, this is the second week in a row that they're going to play a team, a classification higher. But he was excited. You know, he was very complimentary of Summerall. I said they have a good team. So I'm excited about this game. And uh, I th- feel like Summerall is a little bit more balanced, but I picked Summerall because I feel like they make impact plays on defense when they need to. You know, we talked about it uh, with them against Collins. They forced Collins into six turnovers. Then last week against Stone, they come up with stops they needed to. Stone got out, jumped ahead early, but then they forced uh, Stone to play how how Seminary plays, which is smash mouth style yeah. football. And I feel like the Seminary will edge this game out. But with that said, it wouldn't surprise me if Summerall wins. They're they're a good team, so. That's the game that I'll be at Friday night. And real quick, just to point out how close your game will be Friday, uh, head-to-head, Wayne County and all are 12-12. and 12. Uh, Head-to-head playoff wins is 2-2. Two and two. And in the past uh, past meetups, you have Laurel with three state championships. Wayne County has four. And Todd Breland was a part of, I think, two or three of those Wayne County championships. Yeah. So that's close. He's a running backs coach. <laughs> Wayne County. At Wayne County. Yeah, I believe he was. I believe he was running back. Yeah. So, 
So yeah, this is uh, going to be quite a Friday night for both of us. Uh, interesting games. We'll go ahead and mention some of the other games that uh, will be going on in our area. One game, man, I wish I could be at. It's uh, Lumberton at Bay Springs. You have Lumberton, one of the one of the good teams in one A, taking on Bay Springs, who's been one of one of the most dom- one of the dominant teams in two A. Obviously, you got Taylorsville and Collins every year, but but Bay Springs has been right there with both of those teams. So this is going to be an interesting game to watch. It's a rebuilding year for Bay Springs, but at the same time, they're two and zero in a rebuilding year. They have a really good freshman running back, Ty Jones, who actually today was offered uh, by Mississippi State. He's only a freshman. He does not look like a freshman. Exactly. We we went to we've been a few times to talk to Coach Brady uh, about doing some feature stories and. and whatnot and seen him practice and man just looking at him you 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 think he's a senior or junior at least uh just the way his body size is and how he's built uh he's very fast very quick so uh you know, it's good to see him get that offer. Uh, just in this area, we've we've had a kind of a string of, of freshman players kind of get offers from uh, in-state D1 schools. Ty Keys as a freshman got an offer from Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and eventually across uh, the across the line to Alabama with uh, Auburn. So it's good to see area kids uh, get those offers early, get noticed very early. It's going to be good to see those those two kids kind of play play out their next couple of years in our area and, and see where they go from from here. Uh, other games, you got Lake traveling to Heidelberg, Mize at Wesson. Northeast Jones will travel to Raleigh. West Lauderdale, another Lauderdale team coming to the reservation. They'll take on South Jones Friday night. You have Enterprise facing off with Stringer at Stringer. Civil Bay will travel to Tri-County, and West Jones will face Quitman at Quitman. And if you want to see the predictions on these games, be sure to visit us at sports601.com. Uh, Kevin, what, what's some games going on in your area Friday night that you won't be at but we'll be watching? Yeah, definitely. The first one that I want to mention is Pass Christian at Purvis. Then Brookhaven at Pebble. That's going to be a game that I want to keep my eye on just to see what happens there. Brookhaven obviously has been very good in 5A the past couple of years, and they're 0-2 right now. And they, you know, like I said, they're coming to play Pebble. And I, I feel like Pebble is just going to continue to do what they've been doing to everybody, which is taking down that run game. Uh, you have Park Lane at PCS. Then you have McGee at Collins. That's going to be a very good game. Yeah, McGee is 2-0. and Yeah, and he's a good team this year. Right. Heard. So, McGee, I have Collins winning that game. I'm not ready to give up on Collins. But it's, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, got Bay at Forest County Ag. Then uh, Perry Central at Mount Olive. Uh, West Lincoln at Sacred Heart. North Forest at Newton. I'm picking North Forest over Newton. Uh, hopefully they get the win. And then Oak Grove at Gulfport. That'll be another one that I'll kind of keep my own. Uh, Oak Grove is traveling to Gulfport. Coach Causey was very excited about that game. Wanted to see how it's how his younger team responds, especially offensively. I want to see how they respond to going on the road to play Gulfport, to play the Admirals. And, yeah, you can see my predictions, too, on sports601.com to see who all I picked this week. Uh, Just a quick note, Hattiesburg is on a bye this week. They will uh, pick up action next week whenever they play Oak Grove. So that will be a good game. All right, let's talk some Juco ball. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, week one was super surprising. 
Um, you three. had you had three of the top yeah. five teams in the nation go down: Garden City, uh, East Mississippi, and Jones. Yeah, Jones. The most surprising of those is Jones. Jones got beat by Cahoma eighteen to ten. Let me set the stage for you. Cahoma did not win a game last year. In the last two meetings with Jones College and Cahoma, Jones College has just drove them into the ground. I'm not sure that Cahoma has even scored a point in the last two years that they've met until this game last Thursday night. When I saw that score, I'd make a double take, yeah. triple take. Right. I mean, this is very surprising to me. Jones College is going to be a good team this year, I think. They're, they're young, but – They've proven with Steve Buckley that they can win games. They can win close games. I just, man, I was, I was shocked at this. This was, this was not how I saw week one going down for for Jones College, and I, I don't think any of us probably saw three of the top ten going down in week one. Although the the Hines and East Mississippi game, I, I wasn't that surprised. About that upset, it was just the it was the Jones College and, and Cahoma game that that very this surprised me very much. We seen on Last Chance U where they've kind of featured Cahoma a little bit and the the curse that's this kind of gone on there and how they've struggled really bad over the last couple of years. But but from what I understand, they've been able to recruit uh, pretty well this past year, and so that that's obviously helped them a good bit. And to beat Jones, that's a that's a big win on the resume. Yeah, that's huge. That is a huge victory for them. Obviously, uh, EMCC failed to Hines 24-16, and uh, the team that's in my coverage area, Pearl River, uh, they won. They won 35-31, beat Itawamba, made the long trip up there, and took care of business. And, you know, uh, that was a game that went back and forth throughout mm-hmm. the entire night. I was trying to keep a close eye on it while I was at Taylorsville Raleigh. Or, yeah, Taylorsville Raleigh. And, um, yeah, they took care of business. So, uh, Terrence Humphrey, he was named the MACJC Player of the Week because of his performance, which is great for him. Uh, and they will be going this Thursday night to try to make EMCC 0-2. Uh, and I'll be at that game, so that'll be, that'll be fun to see. I'm excited to see you what see happens. That well, three of the top five lost week one, so, <laughs> you know, why not make them 0-2? Man, I, I just – I don't has has East Mississippi ever lost two games back to back? If if they lost two Obviously games Obviously back in the day when they wasn't as prominent and as good in Juco Ball as, as maybe they are now, but in recent years I, I don't recall them losing twice in a row. If they lose twice in a row, my lens is gonna be on Buddy Stevens across the across <laughs> the field because I wanna see how he responds to losing two games in a row. And I would not want to be in the locker room after if that happens. Yeah. So good good thing the Netflix series is not back in scuba. They wouldn't have a camera that would that would be able to work because he would probably kick oh, all the man. cameras. Oh, man. Uh, then you have uh, Jones College traveling two homes. And, and honestly, I, I don't know how to what to say after this game or, or about this game after seeing what happened last week. But I, I would hope and I would fully expect Jones to uh, – to rebound and, and get back in the winner's circle. I feel like they'll rebound. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they will too. 
Uh, we'll talk about Saturday's game in D1 ball. Uh, a good good game for the state of Mississippi. You got Southern Miss traveling to Mississippi State. Uh, we both saw Southern Miss play Saturday. What's what's your thoughts on uh, this upcoming matchup? Well, Southern Miss started out electric. You couldn't start a game better than what they did last week or last Saturday, I should say. Uh, Return of the opening kickoff. Jalen Adams took it, took it to the house, jumped on all corner early. He also had a punt return that was returned for a touchdown. Uh, kind of like you said, the offense sputtered a little bit. Take those two, take those two special teams plays away. It's a really close game. Um, Closer than it should have been yeah. when you're playing an FBS opponent like Alcorn State. Right. Um, Which, I mean, not not, not knocking off Alcorn State. They've got some good players. Some of those players are, are Jay Hobson recruits, who's now the head coach at Southern Miss. Right. Uh, but this game was just – it wasn't – it didn't – it didn't for me. It didn't shine a, a, a great light on Southern Miss. Yeah, uh, and then I know it's week one of, of the season in, in college football, and obviously week one is going to be pretty rusty. Uh, but we kind of talked about this uh, before before the Southern Miss Alcorn game. After we saw Mississippi State kind of struggle with Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, excuse me, the University of Louisiana. They don't no, like to be called there. Louisiana Lafayette or Lafayette or however you say it. Uh, but I kind of told you before that Southern Miss game that I thought that this would probably be an upset in week two, uh, had the possibility of that. But you know, after I saw Southern Miss play, and, and they didn't play terrible, uh, don't get me wrong, it just it just wasn't – it looked like they're going to have another season like last year where they're kind of a, a, a mediocre, kind of in the middle team, uh, especially after the hype they've been getting – in the off season about how you know pretty good they were going to be this year, and right. they, they, they may end up being that. I just I just wasn't I just didn't see from Southern Miss what I had hoped to see. Put it that way. Well, I I kind of feel like that to a point. Um, I will say they did lose their starting running back in the first quarter. Uh, yeah. he he ended up he was on crutches by the time by the time he came back out. I, I told you this morning. Is he out? I'm not sure. Four to eight weeks, I think. I'm, I'm maybe not so. Sure. I've been trying to keep up on Twitter. I have been pretty busy, but I'll make sure. Into that. Yeah, I'll make sure to tweet that out. But um, no, I, I said it this morning to to the other guys. I feel like in my gut, I feel like if Southern wins this, and I'm not laying out any predictions. But if Southern does win this, it'll be close. Um, but if they don't, it's going to be a 20-point-plus game for Mississippi yeah. State. I feel like and, – and I think that's easier – I think that will be easier to happen than Southern Miss winning close because the Cowbells are going to be ran in Starkville. Um, the crowd is going to be amped up. I think Southern Miss fans, I think they're going to travel well. But it's just, I don't know. You know, you get the noise in there and all this. If the offense is sputtering like they were a little bit against Alcorn, it could get out of hand. But on the other hand, it's football. Yeah. We just watched Juco, three of the top five fail. Uh, so, you know, anything could happen. 
So I'm excited about this game. I'm just glad that we get Southern Miss and Mississippi State playing. Yeah. I wish Ole Miss would play Southern, honestly. Me too. So I'm just glad that we get to see this again because they're 14, 14, and 1 all time. Um, you know, USM, they're looking to snap a four game losing streak against Mississippi State. Um, from 75 to 88, USM dominated the series. They were they were 12 and 2 against Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're 6, 9, and 1 in games played to start with. So, yeah, it is what it is. I got um, Mississippi State winning by 21, and that's because – not because Mississippi State played great. Um, they struggled against Louisiana Lafayette a little bit more than they should have. Only won that game by, what, 10 points? Right. Uh, so, it's not that Mississippi State is, is that team they were last year. Uh, it's the first home game of the season for Mississippi State. That environment is going to be rocking – I just, I just don't see, you know, after seeing Southern Miss play, I just don't see them going in there and pulling the upset like I thought there was the possibility of uh, kind of before seeing them play Alcorn. Uh, so I got Mississippi State winning this game by 21. Uh, the other game you got in the state of Mississippi in D1 ball, you've got Arkansas traveling to Ole Miss, and boy, hasn't this rivalry been kind of an instant classic in the last couple of years, always coming down to the last minute or last seconds of the ball game. Uh, so this would be a, a very interesting game to watch. Ole Miss did not look good offensively uh, in week in week one of the college football season. Not only didn't look good, just looked horrible. Right on on offense, the defense or the offensive line has got some serious issues right now, and uh, I don't know if that made Matt Corral not look good, or or what the case was, but he his accuracy just wasn't there. Uh, I think we ended up being less than fifty percent, if I'm not mistaken. I know at one time, especially in that first. First half, it was less than 50%, and, and balls that he were missing, he was missing bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if that's just week one jitters or that offensive line just wasn't giving him enough time, or maybe he's just not cracked up to be kind of what he's been hyped up to be. Um, so, and then on the other hand, Arkansas did not look good. Yeah, they had a they struggle lost there. Yeah, well, they won, barely won against who? It was like Portland State, I believe it was. Never heard of them. I mean, it it was a struggle, struggle, struggle win for them. But, you know, like you said, uh, like you said earlier, two two bottom barrel SEC teams going after it. I mean, even though they're bottom barrel. I hate to say that. I'm an Ole Miss fan, but (laughs) uh, reality is reality. Even though they're bottom barrel, you can still have fun games. Right. You can still have, you know. Yeah, like, this game's going to be be fun. Like uh, I said, two bottom barrel SEC teams the, uh, facing off of each other. Obviously, it's going to be the OT game. Yeah. We saw, oh, as, as the young people say, the Arkansas player yeeted the ball. I watched like, that game in person. Obviously, I was covering that game, and my jaw just dropped on that play. I've never seen a more crazier game. It looks like they was going to go down on fourth down with a loss and the kid just chomped the ball up and Arkansas I mean it was a it was a fumble that was a I think was more of a on purpose fumble he just he just lobbed it up just lobbed it up and Arkansas grabbed the ball and was able to get a first down and continued the drive there in the last minute or so of the ball game and 
they ended up winning. So th- this game is, is, has had had its moments of 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 really good football or not good football, but a good football game to watch. You know, to well, who do you anyway. have, who do you have winning the game? Oh gosh, I'm gonna go with Ole Miss. I think the problems I read were. The offensive coordinator, wherever he's been, the first game has been a disaster for him uh, in his first year there. Rich Rod. Uh, Rich Rod, yeah. So they said in the games that followed was a pretty big improvement. So I know well, the talent's there. The talent's, yeah, exactly. One of the best uh, running back cores that Ole Miss has ever had. You got Scotty Phillips, you got Ely, you got Connor. You got, I mean, just they're loaded uh, in running backs this year, and and that's something that kind of never happens at Ole Miss. And then wide receivers, they pull in some of the top wide receivers in the state and in the nation, and you know, quarterbacks, the four-star, highly touted uh, high school player coming out of high school. Uh, a lot of people expected to see good things on the college level, and he might produce that, but. And that game against Memphis just didn't look good. But I, I got them kind of rebounding this week, uh, especially with Arkansas struggling with – who was Portland it again? State. Portland State. <laughs> I've never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and Ole Miss did play a really good team, Memphis. Memphis is favored to win every single game this year. Uh, it was a, what, 15-10 to 10 yeah. game. So, uh not a bad loss when you consider that, like I said, that, that Memphis is going to be a pretty good, pretty decent team this year. So it's not like you struggled against. Who was that again? <laughs> well, you know, and, and I'll say this, the defense did play well. This, yeah, this is probably the defense the has improved a lot from, from what we saw in the beginning of last year. There was some kind of stat that this is the first time that Ole Miss has held a team – under 20 or 30, I think 20 points. That would be true. <laughs> Since like 2016. Yeah. And, you know, Benito Jones, who is – he's he's playing for an NFL career this year. I mean, yeah. he had a he had an interception, one-handed interception. And it was funny during his interview, someone asked him, did he, did he think about taking it all the way back? He's like, no, sir, I want to get on the ground and keep from fumbling <laughs> the ball. <laughs> you know, he, uh, he had a good game. And if they could just get the offense clicking, you know, yeah. get, feed Scotty Phillips the ball, get Snoop Connor involved, uh, get Octavius Cooley, Don Terrio, get, get the local boys in there. They, they can ball. We watched them ball. Oh, yeah. So, you know, get them clicking, then uh, maybe turn it around. Anyway, enough about that game. It's just giving me anxiety <laughs> just talking about it as an Ole Miss fan. I'm an Auburn fan. What are you talking about anxiety? <laughs> Oh, what a game that was against Oregon, huh? War equal, that's all I'm going to say. Well, be sure to check us out on sports601.com for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports needs, updates, articles, photos, videos, all that good stuff. Well, Kevin, until next week, uh, I guess we'll see everybody out on the field. Yeah, have a great week. Have a safe weekend.